Is this your first day using a microphone or what? I moved it and now everything is all in awkward spots. <laughs> da, 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 da. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. Hi Ryan, I'm Steve. And this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, buying selling, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking room. If you're going to say it, say it, say it not wrong. Try again. The guitar, guitar buying, buying, selling, selling trading, trading, modding, fixing, modding, break. The modding is before <laughs> the fixing. The guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, breaking reviewing, playing, playing podcast. <sighs> Was that worth it? No, no, not at all. <laughs> hey, Steve. What's up? Uh, Donald Strayton wants to know, if you had to get rid of one type of music, what would it be? And why would it be country? We get to we get to decide, for each one of us personally, mm-hmm. which genre of music we would erase. Mm-hmm. Do, you th- do you think this counts for erasing it from memory? Or Ooh. it erases it from future existence and everyone remembers that it used to exist? That's a great question. Like, what are the rules? I don't know. I don't know. Well, okay. Like, I think we. I think we can decide for it, ourselves. Does it change? Does it change your mind? Like, if everybody has to remember that Willie Nelson used to play country music, but now he only plays metal. Is <laughs> does that a, Willie Nelson play metal now? Well, he does. If you eliminate country oh, music, like, I'm saying, I see like, what you're saying. Basically, you're you're saying that like you're you're saying that you could swap. You're saying that 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 those musicians will still exist, but they will obviously have gravitated towards a new genre. Well, you're saying like this genre of music no longer exists, but people remember it existing. If they remember it existing, what prevents them from making it again? It's like a genie's wish, dude. Like they, they can't, they can't make it exist. Like they can't choose to make it exist because magic is happening. Mm. Like this isn't, this isn't a science thing. This is a genie's wish. This is a monkey paws situation. So this is like, I haven't seen that movie. You don't um, need to. You know how wishes wait, work, is it right? Monkey? No, I'm thinking of is it Monkey Paw? Brendan Fraser? No, you're thinking. <laughs> what am I thinking of? Monkey, monkey bone. bone. <laughs> monkey Paw is like there's a monkey's paw that's severed uh-huh. off at the wrist, and it's got a bunch of fingers. And every time you make a wish, one of the fingers closes. I'm I'm not familiar. But with But it's this like at all. A, a classic genie wish scenario where a lot of times the wish backfires on you. Oh, you know what? I, I, there's a, there's definitely a movie of this. Steve doesn't know about monkey paws. Oh my gosh! What are you gonna do if you find a monkey paw, Steve? You're just gonna hold on to it and be like, oh, too bad. I don't know what this is for. Yeah, oh, this is weird. This is like the whole thing where, like, you know, the person says, "I want to live forever," and so they live forever. But by the time they're like 150, their body is so old and destroyed that right, like, right, they wish they could die. Their consciousness can't. lives forever, and and it survives uh, yeah. the fall of humanity, and then the heat death of the universe, and they their consciousness just goes on and on, and they live in tor- torture for an eternity. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's why you don't wish to live forever. That's like basic, like chump rule stuff. And Actually, you get wishes. What's funny is I think I read the Wikipedia article on monkey paws like, <laughs> a, mo- was, like a month ago. And I but just it was did, like all recipes. <laughs> yeah. How to. <laughs> um, so people would remember this genre, but somehow would not be able to, like nobody would just want to produce this 
sure. kind of music. Either they would ever again. they would want to because that the was the wish, or they wouldn't be able to because that was the wish. Like I think it would be very satisfying to like wish a genre out of existence, but say no one will be able to play it, and there will people who be people who want to play it so desperately. What will happen when they try? They just can't. They just can't. It's a it's it's magic. It's a curse. Like they will try and some other music will happen. And like, I can't make it happen. I cannot. Like they'll program machines to try to reproduce the music and the machines will grind to a halt and like, like blow into smoke and stuff. Man. Cause see in that scenario, it almost meant you almost want to pick something that, you know, a lot of people do like, but you don't like, I mean, I'm on the record as saying that I would erase the Beatles just to see what would happen. <laughs> I'm not saying I want to use my wish for that right now, right, but right. I, I totally would do that. Did you see that movie? I did not. I forgot what it was called. It was the one where the Beatles got erased and only one person knew about the Beatles yeah, and then he became famous playing Beatles covers. Yeah. Which is not how that would work at all. I haven't seen the movie and I know that's not how it would work. You don't work. think that's how it would work? No, no. You don't you, listen, listen, you think like if, if one day you woke up and no one remembered Limp Biscuit, you could be like, well, I'm going to play Limp Biscuit songs and I'm going to become famous. You don't think it's about, it's more than the songs, dude. You don't think that yeah, Limp Biscuit sucks. I agree. It's such a bad, you don't, okay. I am not saying you got to like the Beatles. I'm just saying like, you don't think you roll into an open mic. It's so much more in than just the songs. It's more than the songs. Like it, it, it is more than the songs. If, if no one had ever heard a Beatles song and you showed up being the only person knowing about the Beatles and we're like, oh, here's a song yesterday. Everyone would be like, boo, you suck. You think so? Yeah. Oh, no, one would, no, no one would care. It's not about the songs. It was about the time and the place that it happened. I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like if you did it today in today's time, I'm not talking like, yeah, I know today's time. I think, if, but you think, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess you, what you roll in and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're probably not wrong. Like, but you, I just, maybe people would I appreciate just, the songs. Hey, that's a good song, but you would never, you would never do what the Beatles did as far as blowing up and being a global sensation. No, no, I'm not saying you wouldn't be. I don't think you would even be able to get near hitting the pop charts. I think you would, because it's so much more than that. Man, I don't think I want to live in a world where if the Beatles didn't exist, and so you roll it, but you somehow know the Beatles, but no one else does. And so you roll into your local open mic in 2021, and you start playing yesterday, and... uh. And the crowd just like, boo, you suck. Okay, maybe they would Discount Jason Mraz, ripoff, poser. Maybe, what, play some freaking geek in the peak, you weirdo. Maybe they wouldn't boo, but I don't think you would get the reception that the Beatles got. You start playing Eleanor Rigby. I think Eleanor Rigby slaps now, man. I don't know. I, I have trouble imagining that scenario. Assuming everything else in history stays the same, just the Beatles mm-hmm. didn't exist. If you dropped those songs now as new, I don't think many people would care. I don't know, man. I'm t- it's I mean, not the song. I mean, people listen to Coldplay. Well, yeah, but... 
that's almost the point is like people listen to all kinds of trash like you have you have to compete against so much oh man i mean i'm not saying i'm having trouble thinking of a genre that i would want to legitimately erase emo i'd erase emo so everyone who how do you how and i absolutely want everyone to remember that emo existed and i want it to be that they can't play emo like they can't even play recordings of emo like they try to bring up a track and it blue screens whatever device they're yeah. using even if it's a mac but like those, it gets a windows blue screen those, uh, mac, that's how strong the curse is those mac cutshaw videos are so fun <laughs> they're so fun yeah i would disappear emo if we could blend over into pop punk and have that disappear too <laughs> Like that discipline of singing style, like just disappear it. Oh man. Sorry, tone jerks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So people are going to remember Blink-182, but no one can play it. The backlash here, the monkey's paw backlash is that people will be pissed and they'll be pissed at me. Well, why would they know that you did it? Because I'm going to tell everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. I erased emo and pop punk with my wish. Surely there will be no negative consequences. And then they stone me to death. Here's the real negative consequence. All of those songs, all of those albums are going to get remade. No, they can't. No, they can. They just can't get remade as pop punk. That's fine. No, they're all going to get freaking remade as rap rock. That's fine. Dude, bring it on. Bring it, oh bring it on. It, retool, worse. retool every emo and pop punk track to be rap rock, to oh be country, to be bro country. And you know what will happen? I'll still never hear them. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You're going to grab some. Oh, Steve's going to grab an acoustic and play. Oh, Ryan. Oh, damn it, Steve. He killed the lights. The lights that you guys can't even see. Yeah, dude, I don't... This is a bad idea. You're going to get all country ballad versions of every pop punk song. No, this is this is a bad idea. Yeah, but I still won't hear them because I don't listen to country radio. <laughs> it works out just fine for me, dude. You won't have to listen to them. They're going to show up in all of your... Turn of the 2000s movies as country versions. No, you think you think that country will just be rep- like just replace it? They're going to be like, you know what, man? There used to be this Blink-182 song in Freddy Got Fingered. And No, uh, see what's going to happen every every uh like pop punk or emo track that got used in a movie, that movie won't play anymore. So they have to remake. No, they're just going to re they're just going to strip the audio from the movie, replace all of the song parts with different songs and re-release the movie. Yeah, you think they're going to across the board replace them with crunch country covers? Uh, yeah, or rap rock covers. <laughs> that would still be an improvement. <laughs> Nick, a bunch of Nickelback, Nickelback versions of "Saves the Day," "Green Day." All right, you pick your genre. Saves now. the Green Day. What are you going to erase from humanity? I think I, I want to erase rap rock. No more Limp Bizkit. Is this in the same? No world? ICP. Is this the same? Uh, same rules. Same. No. Is it the same universe in which <laughs> same, my same universe that my wish took place in? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're even concentrating it further down into funneling everything into country. 
Cause it's my way, like all the rap- my way or the highway. See, it's already a country song. With rap rock, we are going to lose some things that you like. What are we going to lose? You're going to lose some Run DMC. Not rap rock, it's just rap. You're going to lose some... Um, You're going to say BC Boys, no. it's just rap. You're going to lose uh, some Public Enemy. I mean, you're going to lose some iced tea. I'm going to say you're going to lose body count, but I'm not, I'm going to say you're not going to lose public enemy. You're going to lose, um, shoot. It was just, you're going to lose rage against the machine. I guess, but is, is this, is the sacrifice worth it? Cause you're also going to lose limp biscuit, limp biscuit. I'm just kidding. kid rock ICP. I mostly just want to get rid of my, maybe my genre needs to get like, Smaller is that the thing? Like a subgenre, like clown rap rock. It would be funny to erase clown rap. One micro subgenre of metal, just to just to piss off like fifteen metal guys. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> eliminate an entire genre of music, Metallica. <laughs> just thrash. No, just Metallica. Just Metallica. <laughs> All the other thrash bands can exist, just not Metallica. I mean, if you really wanted to... Uh, how do you define that genre? Well, it's like metal, and it's fast, and the singer's name is James Hetfield. If you wanted to really mess up some stuff, you could make a wish where you erase jazz from history okay. and memory. So it never existed. It never influenced anyone. And just to see where we would end up now without oh my jazz ever existing. Well, if you really want to see, everyone wants to pick like jazz. It'd be all sea shanties. Or like, or like, you know, you know, like you said, the Beatles, right? Like, oh, what, what happens? And, you know, people will try to make the argument like, well, if you didn't have the Beatles and you don't have grunge and and so on and so forth. Right. You know, who? you know, just for the, we already, here's the thing. We already had rock and roll before the Beatles, just for the sociopathic. And so people who claim that rock wouldn't exist without the Beatles are wrong because things were already going that direction. The Beatles didn't invent rock and roll. They changed it. They didn't invent it. So someone else would have come along and changed it. All right. You in a different way. Here's, here's what I would be interested. I don't want this to happen, but I want to know what would happen if this happened. Mm -hmm. Craft work. Hmm. Like just like, Nicks the existence of electronica. Basically, I think like if unlike the Beatles, who were kind of like like you said, they they heavily influenced the path of rock and roll, but rock and roll already existed. Right. I'm I'm sure somebody will be like, well, there were other there was this sure, other sure. art, this other band. Or I whatever. mean, the, the biggest but contribution it's... of the Beatles wasn't wholly their music; it was how popular they got. That right. was the thing that caused them to be such an influence. Just how popular that they got. Right. So, so in turn, the question is that I would pose like what, who is, makes there's people out there doing weird stuff right now, but they're not making a huge splash. So they're not right. going to affect anything. If you eliminate craft work, do you eliminate the entirety of eighties new wave? Like eighties new wave is mm. gone, right? I think that technology would still eventually come around. I get like, but you'd have to wait for somebody like it's else inevitable. to do it. You'd have to wait for but someone. But that's with that's like with all like then not none of this genre, not, at least no single artist elimination 
sure matters well I, under those rules. i mean if you look close enough you can find the influences of every like music god that there is and find out like oh the things that they did already existed just right. in a different form and so they could have still happened through a different artist eventually mm-hmm. or it would have just been different but just as good you know mm-hmm. like i don't i don't think it's worth assuming that any one artist is the thing that you know caused everything to that's important to exist you know the most important musical artist of all time was the guy who like had decided like hey i've got a good idea i just killed this this buffalo and i'm going to stretch its hide over a, a wooden hoop and then i'm going to hit it with a stick hmm. that's a cool trick that's the most important musician of all time i rewatched uh bill and ted face the music a while back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh i thought it was fun that the drummer that they picked out of history to be like the ultimate drummer for the super band oh was yeah. like some caveman yeah, yeah. <laughs> like here here he is the best drummer in all of history and it's some caveman that no one could have ever known existed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was even like in the you know in the first movie it's like the the joke is that they bring back beef oven and they take him to you know guitar center or whatever right right like the piano store at the mall and he's like going friggin' nuts on uh synthesizers and whatever yeah <laughs> which is why it's insane when people are like jimmy jimmy hendrix didn't have true bypass jimmy hendrix didn't have digital pedals Ugh. it's like mm, that dude would be like all up in line six oh, yeah. business no, that Hendrix would have given up on guitar in the eighties. He would have been playing synth. <laughs> you know that's true. Yeah, all because you have that uh, the the tone wheel. Right, and right. Just be there going. People assume like the trajectory of their favorite hero guitarist would have been more of what they like. Look at everyone who's lived for a few decades as a popular music star. Yep. They make stuff that you don't like, and, don't they? And unfortunately, and they make a lot yep. of it, don't they? Hendrix, if Hendrix had not choked on his vomit and died, like he would have gone through like a yacht rock phase, like he just would have, like he would have make, been making soft rock with synthesizers, and Kenny G would have been there, mm-hmm. and it would have been that's what freaking embarrassing. That's that's what our topic will be next week. Okay, <laughs> yacht rock. No, I'll probably forget. Kenny G? I should write it down. I should write it down. I'm going to make a note. Make that note, Steve. (laughs) This is important stuff. It is, because we don't have any topics for next week. All right, I think we've done this to death. Cool. We can Uh, move on. What genres did we kill? We killed pop punk. We killed Pop punk and emo. And rap rock. Yeah. And jazz. And the Beatles. And (laughs) jazz and craft work. (laughs) They're all dead. Everyone's dead. All that's left is country for some reason. Yeah. The band that... They thought we would have been killed first. What if, though, here's here's another, like, a, a way to put a button on this. What if instead of killing an entire genre, mm-hmm. you could put a stop to the genre at a certain year? Because mm. you could mm-hmm. save country that way. Yeah. No, <laughs> you like, no country music after what? Like, I would probably say... Like 1982 or something? I was going to go, like, 94, maybe? Wherever Garth Brooks happens. Would you be before or after Garth Brooks? Before. <laughs> okay, so that's like 87, I think. Was he Achy Breaky Heart? No. That was Billy, was Ray, Billy Cyrus. Ray Cyrus. Okay, right before 
Billy Ray Cyrus is born. Oh, cut up. Like, oh, before he's born, just to play before it he's safe. Born? Before he's born. He was probably That's, born before all of I the country care. music you can tolerate. I don't care. All like, right. let's, let's keep it safe before he's born. Like, at his conception, country music dies. Uh, all right. Hold on. Hold on. I got to know where... Which one of those guys ended up being Chris Gaines? <laughs> I always miss something. That was Garth Brooks. That was Garth Brooks. Okay. Billy, Billy Ray Cyrus was born in 1961. Yeah, in so, country so, music so most, at his conception. So most of classic country never gets made. No Dolly Parton, no Willie Nelson, no no Johnny Cash. All the Bakersfield country survives. No, uh, no, it doesn't. Yeah, dude, as it's pre sixties. Uh, I feel like that's not accurate. Well, there's a lot of it in the fifties. <sighs> I get okay, yeah, okay, late late fifties, but. Okay, that's, we can let... That's a rough... I mean, we'll cut it off the moment Billy Ray Cyrus develops an interest in music. Like, right then in that moment when he's like, I think I'd like to pick up guitar. Then country music is over. And that gives a little breathing room in the 60s, okay? All right, all right. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if, if you... It just feels... It still feels sketchy. I don't want him getting too old. I'm just thinking, Listening like, to country music, thinking that that's okay for him to do. My... Elementary school music teacher. Yeah, us- hey, Buck Owens' first album came out in 1961. You just erased Buck Owens from history. <laughs> Billy Somehow Christ. that feels fun. <laughs> <laughs> but then how are we? At- we can't watch Hee Haw. I never watched Hee Haw. Well, maybe you should have. That wasn't on TV when I was a kid. I didn't have cable. Was that on cable as reruns or something? Because it wasn't on broadcast. Um... No, it was over, but I watched reruns of it. All right, let's do this first ad. Who sent this to us? Uh, Michael Krause. Michael Krause. This is a Univox base. It's on Goodwill. This is currently on, is it on Goodwill or the other one? It's on Goodwill. Yeah, because it says property of Goodwill, Greater Washington right there. Uh, this is a Univox base mm-hmm. that last we checked was up for $60, but it's like a it's like a bidding thing. Yeah. It's a uh, Goodwill auction. In good condition, I think I had a screen grab at the end of various reverb listings. There yeah. they are. They're all in the, uh, like if you look at the model for it, $9.99. Well, that's not even the it, same model. It's similar. It doesn't have the same pickups. Whatever. Uh, $9.95. So like around 1000 Yeah. I mean, I think we could safely say in between seven fifteen dollars and 1000 is so where... So is this stripped? These, land in stock condition yeah that body is stripped of paint because that is not a wood that they would have tried to market at the time i don't know man i think it looks sick it looks pretty good it's definitely not a downgrade having it stripped down to like this walnut stained wood i'm sure it's not walnut but it's probably like poplar or i just realized the electronics are kind of yeah, very the, well, mangled. The pit guard itself is mangled because it should be going up onto the horn, oh. and it's been cut into this ball yeah. sack shape. <laughs> um, You're ruining this for me. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. It's one of those univoxes that has a Mosrite shape. Yeah, and so the pit guard has been mangled on this thing. There's mangled uh, electronics going on, an extra hole in the pit guard. Uh, I think what they did is they moved the volume knob. They wanted the volume knob a different place. Yeah. Um, and I like got rid of a, a three-way switch. 
There's like a custom decal on the truss rod. And on the pit guard. Cover. Yeah, some sort of like eagle sort of decal. Uh, I was wondering, looking at these pictures from the side, is that neck bowed or is it just an angle of the thing? Because it looks like the action is fairly high at the heel. I mean, these pictures don't have a lot of it's pixels. It's always hard to tell with with bases how high the action really is. Yeah. So there's, I think there's a little bit of a gamble here. And sometimes with these with these bases being like that of that age, you, you just live with it. Right. Right. So I've played like a few like outstanding sounding like seventies Gibson EVs. I feel like I can see a curve in the neck right around the fourth or fifth fret. Like it's straight and then it curves. Yeah, but, but that's that could, probably fixable. Maybe I'd say it could be lens distortion from the camera, but the stand that it's on looks laser straight. It might be fixable. It might be fixable. I mean, if it's just a truss thing, it's not like it doesn't have a truss rod. Uh, I don't think I got a screen grab of the price on here, but yeah, it was like sixty bucks. It was still active. It'll probably still be active when this episode goes up. Today's Thursday, uh, Friday, yeah, Saturday, it might Sunday. Be no, up. I think it'll be done oh, by Monday. Okay. So it'll be interesting to check in on it and see I what was, it went. I for. was gonna actually try to put a bid bid on it, but uh, <laughs> oh, damn. But then it was like you must set up an account on Goodwill. I was like, I don't. Oh, have, I, great. I I don't have time for this. No one has time for that. I wonder how much they want to ship. What bi- what what bid would you put in? I bet the I shipping would be like sixty bucks. Like if it's sixty bucks, like maybe a hundred bucks. I mean, I don't think this thing's going to go for the money that the the ones we see on Reverb because it's been mangled pretty decently. But you know, the thing but is, I have a feeling it'll go above two hundred. Goodwill has enough of a enough. Well, it's it's known. Sure. Excuse me. Enough. The secrets out. Like collectors go on there and they'll just search guitar and they'll see oh vintage guitar and they'll bid on there right there sixty seven sixteen there it is. Excuse me. I feel like if I was serious about trying to get this because there's just like oh I'll I'll try bidding a hundred dollars and see what happens yeah and then there's like being serious about your bid why did you just mute me oh that's you oh you're yeah. in one this week uh oh maybe not are you are you isolated the tr- uh, what are you doing Steve why I'm are you trying mess- to only hear me but apparently okay. it's not working. <laughs> Then there's the price that you lay down because you actually want to make sure you win it and that's the fair right. what you think is the fair price. What do I think is a fair price for this is what you're saying. It's probably about 200. Two But in good two, condition they go for a grand. Yeah. It's missing the paint and it needs like a fresh pick guard cut for it to take it into close to stock territory. That's really it. I okay, I'll just say I don't think I could pay more than $200 and feel like good about it. Right. Right. Like, I don't, I wouldn't want to risk more than $200. If I was serious about this. Maybe you should be. And I, and I thought like, Oh, that neck is going to be fine. I'm really, I'm willing to take the risk on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like my top is like four seventy five. Dang, big spender over here. But I, the, the regular ones are going for a grand. You should change your YouTube channel to Ryan spender. Ryan Spender in this scenario get some more subs that way is it in this scenario did I marry Mary Spender and I took her last name no you're just changing your YouTube channel name to try to get some more clicks I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my last name to Spender and not even acknowledge that another YouTuber has that last name 
I'm going to act like <laughs> if it ever comes up, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm her long lost American brother. <laughs> We're related. You could just find different gem- like you could be Ryan Pauly. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what Jared Dines adopt me I'll be Ryan Dines <laughs> okay so, um, <laughs> so I just felt the air like get sucked out of the room as Steve so, gears up to say so, something uh, we are we were uh, while you were in here setting up uh, we didn't have a ton of ads this week we were actually we were short one ad but now we're not and uh, so your your wife Lauren is going through some rant. I don't know what Craigslist she was on. Yeah, and she's re- she's just reading me titles, and she's going really fast. So so whatever, and uh, and so she, she read one that was uh, Sterling by Music Man J- Sterling by Music Man Jared Designs, uh, and I was like, what? And she was like, I don't know, some guy named Jared designed this. I was like, huh? And then she showed it to me, and it was the Jared Dines, Dines right? Mo- uh, whatever model he has, Stingray guitar or whatever. But I was just like, ah, I don't want to explain this. I could whatever. probably. We probably should have used it because then, like, that could have been a whole other topic right, other right. than the dumb topic we did. <laughs> I thought that topic was fun, Steve. Yeah, that's why it was dumb because it was fun. <laughs> the smart topics are boring. The dumb ones I are fun. Oh, I know. That's I the, uh, know. is that an Occam's razor situation? Yeah. I knew it. Schrodinger's topic. You never know how bad a topic, how good or bad a topic will be until you do it. Until you look in the box. So until, until you, until you do the topic, the to- the result of doing the topic is both good and bad. <laughs> All right. Until we record the podcast episode, it is both the best and worst episode we've ever recorded. Let's wrap this up and move on to the next thing. All right. So the next thing is a sponsor. And this week's first sponsor is bigger pedals. They make pedals that sound like this. I'm not sure if they have any of the shakes left, but I do know that they're getting more cases in to make more of them. I used this on uh, the beat, the Stevis and Burkhead video and actually had a ton of fun with it. The bigger pedal shake. I pitched a few ideas to Grant for ways to change up the design a little bit. I don't shake, know if he's going to do 2. Huh? any of them, but it's fun. It looks like a pedal, mm-hmm. but it has a little tiny wooden box inside that has all the clippings from the ends of like resistors and diodes and right. stuff like that. And it turns it into a shaker. And it's not just like a an acoustic shaker. You plug in right there. There's a, a, a piezo mic in there. And you plug it into your amp or your pedal board, and now you're shaking. It's a piezo, amplified. or is it just like a transducer? Piezo. It might be a transducer. Piezo. Piezo. Or Piezo. a transducer. That sounded like a <laughs> robot. But something I really liked about it when I was using it is using the foot switch because it picks up any sound that happens. Right. Like any tapping, any shaking. You can even sing into the open hole on the side. Oh, right. So you I can treat it like that. a microphone. Mm-hmm. But that little click, like through some reverb or delay or something like that, was fun. So it seems like a silly thing, but I think you guys should keep an eye out for the next run of these because it's actually pretty cool. All right. Huge thanks to Big Ear 
for once again supporting everything that we do over here on 60 yep. Cycle Home. They're big friends of ours, and uh, we love them, and they love us. Head, and, on, uh, uh, head on over to BiggerPedals.com, and like we we've Here's said- a virtual hug over, over the YouTubes, guys. I'm hugging Bigger Pedals now. <laughs> You feel that, Grant and Karen? I'm giving you a virtual hug over YouTube. Uh, if you want to check out their stuff, go to biggerpedals.com, get on the list. Follow them on Instagram. Yeah, social media, uh, TikTok. They released some Albies today, and they were gone like pretty much right away. Immediately. It so, was a cool colorway. It was a reverse oh, colorway. Oh, I know. It was the, the anti-Albie. Anti yeah. Re- reverse Albie. Nega, an- Nega Albie. Nega Albie. <laughs> What's new, man? Uh, oh, man. We got picks. We got some picks. Yeah. Uh, 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 Rick Calhoun. Calhoun? Calhoun. From Honey Picks. From Honey Picks has been a longtime listener of the show. And she's like, hey, I know you guys don't like the big thick picks. At least I do. I do. Steve does. He's like, can I send you some picks? It's like, yeah, of course, dude. And we got a bit of honey each. Yeah, give me, give me that. Are I'm you going to eat that right eat now? That right now. You should not eat that right now, Steve. I'm definitely going to oh eat gosh. it right now. Steve's going to chew candy on the podcast. This oh, I should cool. have unwrapped this slow. It would have been like ASMR. They come in little Ziploc baggies. This is the one that caught my attention is this bright blue. Mm. It's actually not too thick. That might actually be fine for me. So 1.2. No, 1. 1. 2. not thick. Yeah. And then there's a couple others in here. Um, so we got two of these, so we can divide those up. Another 1.2 in like a pink. You guys can't see these, so this is very boring for you. And well, then, we can hold them up. And then I, I should take a close-up photo before we leave tonight. This one looks like fancy pants. That was a thick, like asymmetrical one. Oh, wow. Here's a two millimeter that's bright neon green. And here's one that's like... It's like poured resin. It looks like live edge wood with blue yeah. resin in there. He sent us a description of all of them. Uh, two seafoam 1.2 millimeter beehives. That's that one. With your logo, cast acrylic. Two pink black swirl 1.2 beehives with your logo, cast acrylic. One blue resin burl wood. So it is wood. 2.5 cricket hunter with speed bevels all around. Oh, that's this one. Yeah. One multicolored three millimeter honey jar made from Kaysen Goliath. I don't know what that is. And one neon green two millimeter hornet with our royal grip on each side. That's cast the one you got acrylic. over there. We'll have to figure out which ones we're taking home each, Steve. Well, there's two that are. Yeah, but we got three here to fight over. And you like the thick one, so you'll probably get preference. Yeah, on. I might take that resin one. But I'll try. I'll try a couple of those and figure out what I want. But yeah, you're you're the you're probably the pickier one. <laughs> oh, that wasn't even on purpose. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. So yeah, you mess around and and figure out what you like and what you don't like because you have more of a size preference than I do. I'm not going to eat my bit of honey right now because I'm a professional. Suck it, Steve. <laughs> I already did. It's gone. I ate it all. I'm going to screw up so hard now that I've flexed being a professional, whatever that means, <laughs> a professional podcaster, whatever that means. Oh my gosh, Ari, I'm slipping and slurping and sipping on Mike now. Uh, so what else is new? I'm going to Germany this week. Oh. Today's Monday, the day that the podcast airs. Right, of course. And I'm leaving on Wednesday. On a jet plane. On a jet plane. Who knows when you'll be back again? <laughs> oh, babe, I hate to go. Uh, I'm a little afraid. I'm not afraid of being there. I'm not afraid of going there. I'm not afraid of Wait, flying. what airline are you going on? Lufthansa. Okay. Well, then you should be okay because you're not flying on Delta. Oh, my gosh. Shut up. 
I am afraid. And you're not flying on Ligma. I am. Af- I don't know what that is. <laughs> I am afraid of not being able to come back the day that I need to come back. <laughs> I'm supposed to be going on family vacation, a family vacation that I deeply care about. Right. Like four days after I'm supposed to get back from Germany, I have to test for COVID to get mm-hmm. on the plane to come back to the States. If I test negative, Excuse me. I'm going to have to quarantine for 10 days. No, if you test positive. If I test positive, yes. Thank you, Steve. If I test positive, I'm going to have to quarantine for 10 days before they allow me to come back. I might even have to test again mm-hmm. before coming back, which would mean I would completely miss my family vacation. I'm a little worried about that, and I feel like I'm going to be a ball of stress the entire time I'm there until I get that test back. Oh, man. Even if I, the test just comes spend, back. Just spend a lot of time in the hot tub. Hot oh tub. My gosh. Will, hot water will kill the virus. Yeah, but it's a hot tub full of YouTubers. Like, <laughs> if I don't catch COVID, I'm going to catch something. Yeah. That's going to be gross. <laughs> So, uh, uh, sir, you don't have COVID, but you have like five other acute diseases. <laughs> now the doctor is going to look at my chart and he's going to be like, you were in a hot tub, you were in a hot tub with YouTubers. Yes. You're a YouTuber as well. Yes. Well, uh, Mr. Burke, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're wasting your life. <laughs> You've made poor life decisions. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, thoughts and prayers, guys. I'm really hoping that uh, I don't get stuck there. And if I do get stuck there, it's kind of it's kind of exciting thinking about the reality of getting to stay with Henning alone for an extra ten days. For an extra ten days, but then that's also kind of terrifying too. You're going to have to make so many videos. He's going to put you to work. You'd be like, you're not staying here for free. You're not sponsored anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to make me work for it. He's going to make me edit video. You're going to have to, you're going to have to man the camera. Oh my gosh. No, all his cameras are, are like robotic and stuff, but he has, uh, why don't we have that? Because he has someone manning, uh, the, the camera desk. Oh, so it is kind of manning the cameras, but it's not like a tripod situation. It's like, manning uh the mixing desk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that is the way he works all the time is yeah he has leslie who's a saint over there Sw- swapping cameras adjusting audio and stuff like Man. that i it would be nice to have that if i'm honest but anyways what's new with you um i I had this thought. He's trying to make it up as he goes. I had this th- Actually, I had a couple different thoughts. One is kind of tangentially related. Mm-hmm. The other isn't. Let's do the one that isn't. Okay. Let's do the one that isn't okay. first. That's the one I like anyway. Have you ever watched One Punch Man? Yes. Oh, man. I, I watched it again, and it was just as good. Both seasons or just the first season? There's only one season. There's two seasons. Where's the other season? On the internet, I think. Oh, man. It might be on Hulu or something. It's not on Netflix. Check it. The, the second season is not as good. The first season oh, is okay. good. Yeah. All right. I'll have to find it. I will only watch the first season because it's all that's on Netflix. Yeah. And that show is really funny. One Punch like Man is very funny and it's very fun. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of like 
oh, what if superheroes were different? Or what if we made fun of superheroes like yeah. type shows out there now? And there have been for a while to the point where it almost feels like there's more of that than there are superhero shows. Uh, but it's a really fun take on that whole thing. It, it was just a refreshing comeback to, um, you know, yeah, exactly that. Like, cause I, since I watched one punch man the first time I've, you know, the boys I've watched the boys I've watched. Yeah. Uh, invincible. I probably watched something else. I've watched all this Marvel stuff. Yeah. And particularly with like, you ever the, watched the tick. I did watch the tick, both mm. the old and the new tick. Nice. Um, and, uh, wait and that, which old one, the live action. Oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah. So, and especially the very modern stuff, um, less so I would say less so the tick, but certainly, you know, the boys and invincible, these very new, new ones, uh, are very focused on, um, superhero, uh, what's the word? Apathy. Sure. But in a, in a, that, that is like, I'm better than you and I hate you, but I'm doing this thing. It's kind of like the Watchmen it's, thing it's where it's like, hero war- they're there for hero worship. But also like, there's the Watchmen element where it's like, I've become so powerful that I'm a God and I no longer connect to humanity yeah. sort of yeah. experiences Yeah, where I think what you're leading towards with one punch man is it's still very sincere. Yeah. And the heroes are, personally invested in being heroes and protecting humanity, but they're like in competition with each other to try to right. be right. the best and be the top hero well, and be the most revered hero. And, and I think that's the thing that I, that, but was, all their intentions are correct. Yeah. I, I think know. that's the thing that was so refreshing about watching season one again, is that, um, you know, his, his, uh, student, it automatically goes to the highest ranking of, of superhero because he did so well on the test and he comes in at like the very, in like a middle tier, or I think it might even be the lowest tier. Uh huh. And so he is like literally the worst hero and he's just like, okay, cool. So what do I have to do? And he's like doing stuff. Like he's, he's literally only doing he's okay. A little bit of quick, like background on one punch man. Uh, there is this character who can defeat any foe with, literally one punch yeah and he's so powerful and so overpowered that he's bored to death of being a hero yeah and he's like every time he defeats like a kaiju level monster mm-hmm. with a mm-hmm. single punch and blows it straight through the moon he's like wow that was really easy yeah when am i going to get a challenge yeah. but but at the same time he's not like arrogant about it no he's just kind of like a bored like he's just like 20 something um, year old dude yeah so he's not like, so when people are like saying like, oh, you're, he's fake and whatever and all this stuff, he's like, not like, oh, I could kill all of you. Da, 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 da. He's like, that's right. That, that's the, well, the, the, one of the parts that like really kind of resonates is he's like, that's right. I'm a cheater. And if any of you say that I did this by my, cause he's like, he's like bailing out all of the other heroes that like failed. Right. He's like, if any of you say that I did this by myself and that they didn't help, I will hunt you down. <laughs> It's very almost Shakespearean. It feels like a Shakespearean mm. character, mm. like this overpowered, simple fool. Yeah. He's not a fool, but you know, like he's, he's simple. Yeah. He's a simple character. And that there's something very fun about that. And then like all the other characters that are trying to be heroes are so uptight and so focused on success 
but he's literally only going through the program to become a hero, to be recognized as a hero so that he can be like official on the books. Like he doesn't actually, right. he doesn't actually care like what his ranking is. He's just like, yeah, I just do this cause I'm bored. Yeah. Well, I mean the whole show kind of revolves around, um, the idea of, or it's like, it's like, he's the only true, like, He's a he's an anime comedy character. Right. And everyone else is like anime drama characters. Yeah, totally. Um anyway, that's that's what's what's worth watching. I'll, watch I'll have to find find that season two. Yeah. Um the other topic that I had that is tangentially related, I'll make it really fast, is the Olympics happened. Yeah. And the biggest critics of Olympians that I saw were like podcasters. <laughs> What? And I'm like, you guys sit at a desk and yell at your microphones and you're criticizing these people for being like the third best athlete at their sport on the face of planet Earth. Right. You're a podcaster and you're not even the best podcaster. I don't think I, I don't think we're listening to the same podcast because I didn't I don't, hear anyone talk about the Olympics. I mean, they're like podcasters that like have TV shows oh, also okay. and stuff. Now we're like narrowing it whatever. down. You know, some of them are British. One of them was like, how dare you quit on your country when he quit his own show in the middle of the show. So, like, go fuck yourself, Pierce Morgan. Whoa! No, but really, Pierce Morgan, you suck. Okay. Uh, I think all the British people will agree with me on that. Like, why do you give this guy a show? I don't get it. Explain to me in the comments why. What is this? All right, anyway... You ready to do this? Talk? You ready yeah, to do this yeah, yeah. I don't remember who sent this to us, but someone did send it to us. It is a 60 cycle hum pick. This is the pick episode. We've got a lot of picks yeah. in this episode. This is a 60 cycle hum guitar pick made by Fender. Uh, it's a 60 cycle hum. It's news to us. Yeah. So I guess. But I, the, the full listing says oh, made yeah. by Fender guitar podcast promo. This is not our pick. I don't. I don't. It does have, and this is, uh, this feels like it's got the fender.com site on it. Uh, so this has got to be at least like made in the last 20 years. Sure. No, this is, this is fairly recent. I know exactly what this is. What is it? It's for a band. There's a band called 60 cycle hum, which, yeah, but did you, is that their logo? Is that what it Probably, looks like? Cause it sure ain't our logo. Right. But I'm saying like, you don't know exactly what it is. I'm pretty sure that's, it's gotta be for them because it's not for us. And they're the other 60 cycle. Hum. There's more than there's like, I'm sure there's other. The thing is, is I looked up this whole phrase, 60 cycle hum. It's news to us. And it only gave links to us. What? Yeah. If you look up it's news, basically, I think because of the word news, Oh, because uh, we do like guitar news sometimes, or we did like two bits like four years ago. I'm telling you, there's a band. I know there's a band. I'm saying like, I feel like I don't know that that's what this is referencing. You're talking about the 60 cycle band, the 60 cycle blues band. I guess that's not 60 cycle hum. It's just, they're just called 60 cycle. I don't know. It might be a mystery where this came from, but it has nothing to do with us. And this pick is in Tujunga, California. I think somebody's making picks and trying to pass themselves off as us. Just like that guy who was trying to get a glary. Here's a 60 cycle hum band right here. Yeah. Does that look like the kind of band that would make a pick that looks like this? Maybe not. I yeah, don't know. Exactly, right. It's kind of psychedelic. I don't it know. It is kind of psychedelic. And those guys are like emos. 
I don't know. I don't think I don't think Fender made these picks for us. I don't think Fender made these picks for us either. <laughs> I think somebody. But this was up on eBay. I don't know if it sold, but it's up on eBay for eight dollars plus one dollar shipping. If you've got nine dollars to spend on picks, we'll send you some picks. <laughs> someday, someday. <laughs> if you've got nine dollars to spend on picks, join the inner circle, and someday we'll send you picks. <laughs> I've been working on it. I'm almost I'm almost ready to go. I ran out of stamps. Steve is getting ready to do it. <laughs> I ran out of stamps. I've actually got... What was that charge you sent me for $55 for stamps? It was so I could buy it because I ordered stamps. Oh, you bought the stamps. I bought the stamps okay. and then I sent you the... We are closer than ever, guys. Steve bought the stamps. And then he's going to send out merch. What is that? <laughs> Some band. What the hell is that? Since 1992. They're taking it back. What the hell? <laughs> send, send, screen grab that and send it to me. <laughs> that is not okay. <laughs> There's no caption or anything on it. There's just a picture. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm sure you'll you're sure, sure you'll overlay this. Oh my gosh, that is so stupid. It's because I'm trying to find a, who, whatever 60 cycle hum this is. <laughs> Done. Oh my gosh. Someone turned our logo into a Canadian roadside. It's like Canadian logo. and Irish. <sighs> what the hell? I don't know, man. I didn't know that we were popular enough to be parodied at this point. Somebody probably just saw our logo and ran and, with uh, it. And ran with it. Hmm. They're like, oh, the words are already there. I'm just going to Photoshop it into my own thing. There's a lot of bands called 60 Cycle. Yeah. Home. Well, remember when we had a band called Your Favorite Band? And if you look it up now, there's like 15 bands with that name. Are there? Yeah. There's I just only know the show of Your Favorite Band Sucks. Which is a great podcast, by the way, guys. You guys is should it? go listen to that. Yeah. I, I really do they like talk it. about us a lot? No, never once do they ever talk well, about us, which is what makes them such a great show. That's a bait and switch. <laughs> I ever saw one. All right. No one buy this pick for $9. Do we want to tackle the other topic? If somebody wants to send, I don't, never mind. I'm not going to agree to send anybody picks for $9 because I'm already behind on shipping. When I get caught up, maybe we'll, I don't, anyway. Steve. Chase Plus Audio. Oh, yeah. Chase Plus Audio. Thank you for sponsoring yet another ridiculous podcast episode. Yeah. Uh, This time I'm holding The Dark World which is a double-sided reverb. This is their one pedal that does not have an analog heart. It's got a digital heart and a digital brain. But don't worry. It sounds fantastic. You it can, does. It's actually really hard to do reverb well, mm-hmm. especially with analog. It's actually impossible to do reverb well as an analog pedal. It just doesn't work. So they had to go digital. Just keep going. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So, I don't know if I can talk through this. You're dropping this noise on me. Legend of Zelda stuff over here. This is the Dark World theme. Oh, okay. So, anyways, I'm a big fan of the Dark World. You've got traditional reverb sounds on one side. You've got experimental, like, shimmery sort of sounds on the other side. I like to run the plate reverb on one side and then the shimverb on the other. And the shimverb, like, 
modulates back and forth in between high and low octave shim and it just keeps it moving and makes sure that you're not stuck on one shimmer sound causing you to be exhausted by your shimmer reverb i think it's a really smart design and of course you have that chaseless bank of little mini dip switches on the back which means you have thousands of thousands of thousands of options with this pedal all right you can kill the music now steve <laughs> head on over to chaseplusaudio.com for pedals more creative than you are and oh. better to looking check out chaseplus audio all right this next topic this was, was sent by... to us by matt hasty hasty matt hasty which 90s cartoon had the best intro music i thought you were warming up to that no. That little audio clip, Steve. No, man. We don't have no. to figure out the best, but what's your favorite like '90s cartoon intro music? If we're just if we're just going '90s, yeah, we're limiting it to when we were uh, children. Man, I don't know. I think my favorite is Eek the Cat. I don't even know that one. You don't know Eek the Cat? Oh man, I loved Eek the Cat. But my problem is is like the I. This this show that I think is a lot on the top of a lot of people's list is X Men, but I didn't actually watch that show. So you know, like I I know it and I when it was on, but like when I was a kid, I was like, X Men is just that game I play at the arcade, and I'm not actually that interested in this. It might not be 90s; it might be late 80s. That's okay. But Ducktales is like a masterwork. Oh, Ducktales is, is definitely way up cartoon there. theme songs. I thought um, like you hear that baseline starting and like you're in, you can't you, yeah, like, you cannot yeah. not have the entire song in your head. Oh yeah. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Duckburg race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. What does that even duck mean? Blur. Yeah. Duck blur. <laughs> <laughs> might, might solve, solve a mystery, mystery or rewrite history ducktales why am i trying to take the high part everyone knows i can't do the high part <laughs> um, but you know what uh my kids started watching rescue rangers rescue rangers has a sick no, it's theme song total trash go back no and listen way. to it it's trash it sucks like it is not the way you remember it. Like uh ch ch Dale's rescue range. No, it is like the laziest, like they hired someone off the street, like, hey, can you play synth for half an hour and we'll turn it into a theme song? <laughs> I mean, I don't remember what the music sounds like. I just remember the the words. It's pretty lazy. Or or as my as my uh my my daughter, my my twelve year old, she goes, she goes. Yeah, I really like the song, but I, or she goes, I really like the music, but I don't like the song. Mm. Like to say, like she doesn't like singing. Right, right. But she'll, she likes, like, she, well, that she, adds up. She listens to, I feel like the music that she likes the most is all, um, is all definitely like a lot of, uh, kind of EDM sort of things. And so I will be like, oh, here's the song. What do you think? And it'll be some like producer. EDM guy and with like somebody singing over it. And so it's going, it's going. And she's like, Oh, this is nice. And then the person will start singing. And then it gets to the end. She's like, yeah, that song was okay. It would have been better without the singing. Mm. I'm like, I mean, why do you think I'm in a surf band? Good point. point. (laughs) No singing for Um, me, please. What about uh, where'd you, I mean, I know it's, uh, I know, I guess this is, is fully eighties is uh, teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That's probably late eighties. I want to look up DuckTales now. 
I thought Duck. I, I mean, I thought Teen- Duck- Teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a great song because it literally just tells you it word tells for you word what, it is. what you're in for. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, DuckTales. I had the DuckTales video game for Nintendo, so I also cannot hear the DuckTales song without uh, the music being Nintendo chiptune. Like, that is the version of the theme song that I know the most. 1987 was DuckTales, so that's oh, not no even way. 90s. That's wow. not even 90s. Wow. Wow. <laughs> we never talked about Loki. Uh, yeah, that's true. We never did. I didn't like their theme song. I thought it was kind of lazy. I, thought I don't remember boring. the theme song to it. Um, what other what other shows had really good, really good music? Um, I don't know. I I've always heard the rest of the Disney lineup from that era had good music, but Ducktales is the only one that like I really remember. What was the music? Because like apparently for- I remember Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers wrong. Well, go back and listen to it. You'll be like, oh yeah, this is hot trash now. <laughs> Because in your mind, it's like a it's a great big like dramatic song. I mean, to be fair, I have probably have not heard it in like thirty years. Right, exactly. No, that was my that was my experience just the other day when my kids were put it on. I was like, oh, here we go, here we go, Rescue Rangers, and the music starts. And I'm like, oh, damn, really? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the faith of the heart of the cartoon world. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's worse cartoon themes out there, but it it really let me down. I still stand by the fact this is not a cartoon, but I stand by the fact that Alf has one of the most bonkers TV theme songs. I don't know it of all times. the The vast majority of the track is normal, mm-hmm. exactly what you would expect for a TV theme song of the '80s, early '90s. But the baseline is like this crazy. Like Jocko Pistorio, slappy, slappy, slappy stuff all over the freaking neck. Like ridiculous. You think there's slap bass in Seinfeld? Mm-hmm. No. Alf has all the slap bass. The like, slappiest. It is the slappiest, bassiest theme song ever to exist. And it's over the top. And the rest of the track is just normal. It's ridiculous. I'll have, to, I'll, have to, I'll have to hunt that one down. Well, if do you don't, do you remember doing? Do you remember playing the Mr. Belvedere theme song live oh on multiple occasions? Yeah. <laughs> Come and knock on our door. That, no. that was Three's Company. That's Three's Company. That's a banger of a song too. It was his and hers and his Three's Company too. But that's late seventies, early eighties. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Three's Company is like seventies. Yeah. Well, I think it went into the 80s, Probably. didn't it? Yeah. Um, so, like, what, what was your pick? You said X-Men. No, I'm saying X-Men is, like, high. My pick would have been DuckTales as well. Hmm. I'm saying X-Men is the one that I feel like is the most selected hmm. top choice. Sure. But it was 80s. Um, it was 87. I still stand DuckTales by Eek the Cat that. because I love Eek the Cat. And I love that theme song. It's got this really nasty, like distorted guitar thing going on right right um yeah i don't know like what's gonna pull me in what am i gonna hear and i'm gonna be like what is going on i need to go see this um i think i not because it's like i you know that because of the nostalgia of it and it's like hyper recognizable i have to go if 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 i use that as my criteria is like what 
it's hyper recognizable to me. That was a show that I watched and always thought the theme song was like, I, in hindsight, it's just kind of whatever, but, uh, but it, I wouldn't want to know what's going on is Doug. Okay. Yeah. Doug had a decent theme song. It was just really simple. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, oh, but simple is good. Yeah. Um, I didn't have cable when I was a kid, so I didn't have a lot of interaction with that show or other shows like it. Like I was stuck on broadcast. Right. I think if we expanded to like all the cartoons that I can think of, uh, again, this is a in my memory pick. So maybe the song sucks. I don't know. And I just don't remember. But what I would pick if I am picking through all of my knowledge of cartoon music is Johnny Quest theme song. I don't remember how that one goes. I don't remember how it goes either, but in my but head, you love it. in my head, it was definitely the best one. Yeah. <laughs> the nostalgia is there for Steve. All right, let's tackle this last ad. In fact, I feel like the Johnny Quest theme song might've been a little bit racist. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't be surprised like, if it, it was. had some jungle drums and some elephants and whatever. It let's definitely some, wasn't nineties. Let's do some house. No, that's what I'm okay, saying. Housekeeping. All of let's do some housekeeping. Housekeeping is where we think I'm going to eat, eat my bit of honey while listeners, you do that for supporting us over at patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast where for as little as $1 a month, like Andrew Manuel and Paul Taylor, you can help support the show or for $5 like raw and Jude Handley, you can join our best friends level and I'll get a little envelope and I'll put your address on it and I'll slap some stamps on it and I'll put it in the mail and you'll get some merch or at the $10 level, like Jeff Schultz did, uh, I'll send you that little merch pack plus some exclusive inner circle things plus whatever weird swag ends up at my house because Ryan gives it to me. Uh, you'll get some of that too uh, someday when I'm ready to ship. Are you intentionally chewing into the microphone? Unintentionally chewing into the microphone. So uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. These people and everyone else who supports, we super appreciate it. And it helps us pay the bills. And we're almost out of debt. All thanks to you. <laughs> you not, know, per- just, not personal debt. We are both very much still in personal debt. I just balanced the books Just today. show debt. And I'm actually surprised because we've spent a bunch of money on stuff this year, like travel things and, uh, you know, equipment costs and stuff like that. And we're only about $100 in the red. And the next time we get a payment from Patreon, it will be in the black. And I'm honestly amazed. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of the support of the Patreons that we are able to keep our books in order. Really, it means that we're not going into personal debt producing the podcast and the other content that goes on around here. So huge thanks to everyone supporting us. It it legitimately makes a huge difference for us. This ad was sent to us by my wife. Yeah, guitar for tree work. This is in King of Prussia. Uh why? Where is that? It's in Pennsylvania. Okay. Handmade guitar for tree work. Two medium, not huge, dead trees in the woods behind my house. Professional only. Include credentials with response. Dabguitars.com. So this person is saying, I am a professional or semi-professional guitar builder. I would like to barter, basically, get goods for services. Right. Um, I don't know anything about this guitar, but it looks a little funky. It doesn't look bad funky. But it looks like county fair wood shop class funky. Yeah. Where there's yeah. certain things that just clue you off to the fact that this person's not 
a commercial guitar yeah, builder. The neck is unfinished, but it doesn't look like it's unfinished in a good way. Right. The headstock shape is really weird. The the finish on the guitar body is is really decent. Like so it's it's a clear coat over wood. Uh, but it looks really super glassy smooth. Like he got that part right for sure. Um, it looks like someone who's really decent with woodworking. Like, look at this. He's got the, the wood binding around the fretboard. Oh, that's cool. It's a cool detail. The thing that really catches my eye the most, I mean, it's a weird body shape, but you know, some people like that sort of thing. Uh, the placement of the bridge pickup is not normal. It's kind of like in the middle. It's closer to middle than it is to bridge, and yeah. it just looks kind of like the way a guitar would look in a cartoon, the mm. way everything is spaced. Mm-hmm. I'm also getting the feeling like the body is actually really small based on how big the pickups look, which is weird because the Maybe. body the body shape itself feels like it should be really big, but then those humbuckers look huge. The body is kind of this uh, like Fender Meteora shape. But like, kind of ugly. No, it's very like. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think. I actually don't think this is ugly. I do the upper horn. I find really confusing because I, and I'm looking. I keep going back to this. Looking at the joint, it's kind of like Fender blended with a BC Rich. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, part of me says like I don't like this because I feel like I would have ac- a trouble accessing above like the 17th fret but then deep down in my heart i know that i shouldn't be trying to access above the 17th fret anyway <laughs> so it's not really that big of a deal i don't think you're going to have any trouble getting down there on that 17th fret steve i think you're going to be just fine i mean but the the build quality looks fine from here yeah yeah i'm kind of annoyed with this ad because i feel like this person should just be um should just let whoever come over and chop up their wood. Yeah, professional or not. Like, why does it? Why do they have to be a well, professional? Well, to a certain extent, you want to make sure that they have business insurance. You don't like want, so if they chop their leg off, that, right? Or if the tree lands on them or something, you don't want to be liable for that. You want to make sure they're at least professional enough for that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. This is one of those things where the guy wants some trees cut down. He's offering what he has. It's really up to the person who sees the ad who has the ability to cut down trees, whether or not mm-hmm. they want to accept it. Because it's not like they're going to be like, well, I want to cut down your trees, but I want to get paid. Like, they know that's not right. going to happen. They have to look at the guitar and be like, yeah, yeah, I want that guitar. I'll come cut down some trees for you. Like, that decision has to be made, which is kind of, I don't know. Are guitars hard to come by in this area? <laughs> <laughs> you kind of really have to want this guitar because there's, you know, I don't, I don't think tree cutters, arboreal,ists is what they're called. Is it arboreal specialists, arboreal technicians? I don't know. Uh, I don't think they're hurting for work. I think there's plenty of trees out there that kind want of, to be cut kind down. Of dig that one. Is this the same guy? Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. And he's rigged up some sort of sliding pickup situation. Not, not looking to. I went to that site, dabguitars.com. Yeah. I mean, he has a style going on. Yeah. It looks like he knows what he's doing. It looks like he's built more Says than. he's been building guitars for 12 years. It looks like it. He's got a lot of guitars And here. before that, he was like a professional painter and like finisher. Interesting. Whatever that. Whatever he's that just is. making them in a style that is not our style. Dab guitars. 
But it is this very BC rich, yeah, sort of like, especially like these neck throughs and stuff like that. This very like mm. mid nineties sandwiched wood, incorporating flames, sort of yeah, yeah, sort of design so, aesthetic. So what's funny is you know you went to like the dead. You need to be a uh, professional because of dead trees and like cutting it. And falling down. I thought about this from the perspective of the trees are dead and they've already fallen down. So basically, well, he said they're not dead, didn't he? No, he says they are two medium dead trees in the woods. Oh, okay. Alive. So I I interpreted that as they they're dead and falling down, and basically he wanted to pay somebody to cut them up to just come over and chainsaw for mm. an hour, for a day or two or however long that takes. It really depends on the size of the trees, doesn't it? Hmm. I did some tree trimming in my backyard this past spring, which was really super duper sketchy. And I probably could have died mm-hmm. very easily. And looking back at it, there's probably the value. There's definitely the value of a guitar worth a couple grand to have someone do that right. instead of me risking my life cutting down huge tree trunks that I dropped into the canyon. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so stupid if I died cutting down a tree and everyone was like, oh, man, whatever happened to to Ryan? Oh, yeah, he died cutting down a tree in his backyard for some reason. (laughs) That's the the stupidest end for a guitar YouTube channel ever. Steve, would you continue on without me? Would you continue the podcast? I I, I think I have to. He has to. I need that Patreon money. (laughs) Now, Steve, you're like, now it's all mine. <laughs> I never travel or buy things. It's all mine. <laughs> well, we've already agreed that if I pass away unexpectedly, uh, I'm putting you in charge of selling all of the stuff in here. And uh, I don't know if we agreed on a number, but I've, it's always in my head that you keep 10% to make it worth oh, your while, dang. which could actually be pretty decent. Yeah. You know, now I'm gonna. Now, if Ryan dies, everyone's gonna be like, he told Steve he could keep 10%. Yeah, if I die, top suspect right there. <laughs> just saying, just saying, he's got the most to gain from me passing away in this moment. I don't know because your wife's getting the other 90%, so it seems like she's got a lot to yeah, gain. Yeah, but she's got to pay to live. That's money you're putting in your pocket for fun. Uh, yeah, she's getting 90% of this. It will pay for some things for a, a few months. Yeah, but she would be much better off with me not being dead. She can probably just keep not sell everything and just take over the channel. Well, she's going to walk in and be like, mm-mm. It would be so much better. <laughs> she's she's just going to start making her own guitar videos. <laughs> she would probably be more successful than me. <laughs> I mean, I barely know how to play guitar. Like someone who doesn't know how to play guitar would probably do just as well. There's actually someone on TikTok that I follow mm-hmm. that uh, has been documenting themselves, teaching themselves guitar. Oh, that's an over like COVID. I think they're only like six months in, but they're doing just fine. And they've got a bunch of followers. Cool. It's a, it's a cool concept. If you're learning guitar for the first time, do that. And, and she does a great job of handling the hecklers and stuff like that. That's it's, cool. It's fun. I thought about trying to get her like on a live show with us oh, or yeah. something. That'd be fun. To talk about that because it's like honestly a fun channel she's got going on. All right. Tell us about the song so we can get the heck out of the here. The song was sent by Andrew O'Shea. He says, hi, Ryan and Steve. I'm a big fan of the show. You mentioned that you were looking for more song submissions, so I figured I'd give it a go. This is a song from my album that I released a few years ago, 
but I'm not any good at promoting myself, so basically no one has heard it. thought maybe some people in the 60 Cycle Hum community might find it interesting. The song is called Cast Off. It's from my album One Day, which is available at, at my bandcamp, andrewoshay.bandcamp.com, which, of course, I will link in the notes. The song is kind of loosely about the need for humanity to venture out and establish a space-faring civilization. I also build guitar pedals, synthesizer modules, and write software. Uh, there are some resources for DIYers as well as info on my other projects available on my website, which I will also also link below. Anyway, if you do end up featuring the song on the show, big thank you. No, thank you for sending this song.
trying to think of who his voice reminds me of. Like a very specific, like new wave um, artist. This is what some might argue was it would have been the best case scenario. This is what the Smiths would have sound like if they were fronted by Robert Smith. Mm. It's that super jangly guitar with this guy who's singing through a reverb and chorus. That's what I heard. That was I really liked I'm it. I'm getting the Robert Smith connection, but there's some there's someone else that it's reminding mm. me of. Like I keep wanting to say Wall of Voodoo, but it's not Wall of Voodoo. Definitely not Wall of Voodoo. <sighs> Damn, that's driving me crazy. I'll I'll figure it out later. All right. Yeah. Fun track. I really like the that first vocal effect that came in. Yeah. It like it, it like super caught me off guard. I yeah. was like, what are we in? I don't know what's happening. I kept wanting more then of that. That vocal happened. I was like, hello, hi. Yeah, yeah. All right. Bye everyone. Stay grounded.